This sermon is from Edgewood Baptist Church. You can find more information about us online at ebc-edmonds.org. Thanks for listening. Have you ever overcomplicated something? Have you ever lost sight of your objective? Right? That's ever ever happened? Like, you're going to go spend some quality time with one of your children. And you lose sight of that's what what it's about. You see, you decided at first, I'm going to spend some quality time with my child, so I'm going to help coach his ball team. And then pretty soon you forget that the objective was teamwork and learning how to cooperate with others and just enjoying time with your son. You see, see, I've coached kids' athletics and I've seen people totally lost the objective, right? And start screaming at their kid because they dropped a fly ball, Right? And I wish I could just point out and point at other people and see, see, they lose their objective. But the truth is, I lose mine. For example, we know that Jesus wasn't born on December 25th, right? But we set a day apart to remember that, that Jesus came and showed us love by living a perfect life dying on the cross for our sins, and rising again. So in America, we have this tradition that we go and we buy gifts for other people to share the love that we've experienced, right? So the point of the Christmas celebration is to show the love of Jesus to others. Are are you like me? Have you lost sight of that sometimes? When someone cuts in front of you to take that parking place? Right? It's funny, we, we have this holiday, we call it Thanksgiving. We gather together and we're thankful for all the blessings God has given in our lives. Then we have another holiday, we call it Christmas. We, we, we celebrate the coming of Christ. And in between Thanksgiving and Christmas, we have something we call Black Friday. <laughs> I should have put it on the screen, I had a experience on Black Friday up at the Marysville Mall, the outlet mall. Actually, it was a good experience. I don't have like, no one like punched me in the nose or anything, but I do have a picture. I had Isaiah stand in front of this mound of shoes at the Nike outlet where people had just tried on shoes and just thrown them in a pile. And I was with my other son, Peter, who, who worked at a sports store. <laughs> this is what people do. So, get, get this. People are going out after a day of thankfulness to go buy Christmas gifts to celebrate the love of Jesus. And they get together and don't consider it odd to just take the shoes they just tried on and just throw them. Right? I don't know about you, but I've found myself 
getting grouchy preparing for Christmas. Has that ever happened to you? Let's be honest, it happened. Right? And in taking what's supposed to be a delight of sharing the love of Jesus and making some drudgery and duty. I mean, we got to go Christmas shopping today. I was thinking about that as I was walking on 77th, 76th Avenue here for lunch, and I was finding myself getting in a kind of a bad mood because I didn't like my sermon on Christmas love. Right? Now think about that. You're walking down to the, to the local place to get, get some food. You walk in, and I, I would just imagine, this is my sense of humor, I just imagine walking into a store and somebody saying, Merry Christmas, and go, oh, humbug. I'm, I gotta get, just leave me alone, I gotta get my message ready on Christmas love. <laughs> imagine what it's like to be a preacher's kid sometimes, right? <laughs> leave that alone, I'm, I'm trying to get a sermon on love. And it just dawned on me on the walk as I was praying. Why don't you care a little less about having a great sermon on Christmas love and a little bit more on loving people? You know? And I'd, and I'd like to say to you that I did a good job of that. Um, but as I... I speak to you, I know that I need God's help to be more loving. How about you? And so as we look today, this is a very straightforward, simple message. But I wonder if each one of us here made a commitment to spend time reflecting and experiencing the love of Christ And then make a commitment every day to find someone to show that love to. That's just it. I've had days that I felt like quitting. How about you? And I received a kind word or a card. And it made all the difference, right? I want to be more loving and better at encouraging others. How about you? For the sermon this morning, point one, Jesus was sent by love. Jesus left glory. We believe in one God who's forever existed in three persons, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And there is joy and unity in the Trinity. And and we can't even explain it. It's so marvelous and wonderful. And Jesus left all that glory and was born in a stable. Is that amazing? As we did our Christmas around the world, and I saw some delight on some faces as as people heard the language 
of the land they'd come from. And delighted in remembering. And my hope was that some people wandering and new to America would understand that Jesus came and identified with the sojourners. Amen? Jesus was sent by love. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Point two. Jesus was sent to love. John 15, 13 through 17. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my Father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you so that you will love one another. Jesus showed us love. He came to, to lay down his life so that all who put their faith and trust in Him could have forgiveness and new life. Amen? He lived a perfect life. He died on a cross to pay for the sins of all who put their faith and trust in Him. He rose again. He ascended into heaven. He's gone to prepare a place for us, and He will return. Because of His love. Right? Third, Jesus was sent for love. He not only wanted to show us love, but He wanted to make us loving. You see, we're created to delight in God and loving Him and to live in love and harmony with one another. 1 John 3, 1-3 See what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God. And so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Beloved, we are God's children now. And what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when He appears, we shall be like Him because we shall see Him as He is. And everyone who thus hopes in Him purifies himself as He is pure. In this sense, not everybody is a child of God. Remember the Gospel of John? Some of you may remember this. Some of it may be the first time you hear it. In the Gospel of John, He says, to those who believe, He gave the right to become children of God. In this passage, He's marveling at the fact that what love has the Father lavished upon us that we should be called children of God? Amen? 
you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I, I pray you'll just turn to him, ask him to forgive your sins and enter your life. Amen? You know, we start loving our children long before they arrive, do we not? Start getting the rooms ready for them. Setting aside money for them. Because we know it's going to cost to feed them and so forth. And you know, the first thing that a child does when he gets out of the womb is says, thanks, Mom and Dad. I appreciate it. I'm going to get right to working to pay you back. Oh, that doesn't happen? No, when they get here, they, they cry. Expecting to be nursed. And then they dirty their diapers and expect them to be changed. One of the greatest delights in my life is being a parent. But I'll never be as good a parent as my Heavenly Father is to us. And He started loving us long before we did anything deserving that love. Right? When all we could do or did was demand things and make messes. Oh, what love the Father has lavished upon us that we should be called children of God. Let's admit it, in our sin, we were, we were worse, worse than babies, weren't we? True? God is not against us because of our sins. He's for us against those sins. Right? He sees how our selfishness destroys our joy. In Matthew 22, 36 through 40, we see this. Jesus is asked a question. It says this, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. Right? The goal of life isn't to impress people with sermons or lessons. The goal of life is to glorify God by loving people the way He's called us to. Right? John 13, 31 through 35 says this When He had gone out, Jesus said, Now is the Son of Man glorified, and God is glorified in Him. If God is glorified in Him, God will also glorify Him in Himself. And glorify him at once. Little children, yet a little while I am with you. You will seek me, 
Just as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you, lo- if you have love for one another. Or 1 John 4, 7-12, through 12, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us that God sent His only Son into the world so that we might live through Him. In this is love. Not that we have loved God but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Propitiation is that taking away of the righteous anger of God against us because of our sin. It's been removed by, because of Christ's sacrifice. To be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. 1 John 4, 19-20 says, We love because He first loved us. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. We love because He first what? Do you understand the big difference between trying to love other people so you can earn God's love? And loving other people because you're loved by God. Right? I want to reflect on 1 Corinthians 13. We've done that a couple times if you've been here on Sunday mornings. Because The purpose of the church is to show the world how great God is, to glorify God by loving God and loving people. I want to know, what does it look like to love the way God would want us to love? 1 Corinthians 13 says this, If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. This is the verse that was called to my mind as I was walking 76th Avenue. Don't you get it, Kevin? The world doesn't need some impressive speech that they can quote. You can give the best speech in the world. You can fill auditoriums. And if you don't have love, it's nothing. Verse 2. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. I was telling him at the earlier service, I got a sore neck today. You know, and, and I love miracles. I would love just to say a prayer and be healed. I'd love to heal all these cancers. And, and I believe that God can still heal, don't you? He doesn't always choose to for his wise reasons. But, but here's what Scripture saying. Even if you could perform all kinds of miracles, even if you knew everything 
about some of the deeper mysteries. And you had not love, it would be nothing. Verse 3, if I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned but have not love, I gain nothing. It's possible to give away your money, to let your body be burned and not really care about people. You see, sometimes when we give, we're not giving out of love for people, we're giving out of love for ourselves and what people think of us, right? Come on, we know this happens at Christmas sometimes, right? Yeah, I got to go Christmas shopping and get them a gift. Don't really like them much, but what will people think if I don't get them something? They're probably going to return it anyway. Boy, let's not live our lives like that, huh? Then he says this, love is patient. Help, Lord. I mean, one day in Seattle traffic, and I know I need help. Right? I mean, I believe as a Christian, if you come to know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you've been saved, you've been justified, and we are being saved. We've been made holy, and we're striving to live up to what we already are in Christ, right? That's where we all are, right? And I realize I've got a long ways to go. Because I find myself getting really impatient sometimes. How about you? I'm, I'm out Christmas shopping trying to share the love of Jesus. But I have scheduled my day really, really tight. And I really need this person in front of me to get their wallet out and pay for it a little quicker. <laughs> you seen that person? They're counting their cash for a while. Oh, I guess I don't have enough. Maybe I should pay with a credit card. That guy ever been in front of you, that gal? And pretty soon, out of love, it's not really love, is it? Why don't I help you there? <laughs> and what's crazy is, I've been the guy people are waiting for, too. Because <laughs> it's probably some discount card I was looking for. No, really, somewhere here I've got like a coupon i got to find. <laughs> love is patient and kind. Love does not... Love does not envy or boast. Envy is a sin we domesticate sometimes, and it's not loving. Right? Christmas is a great opportunity to teach our kids about the danger of envy and how it's an enemy of our joy. Right? Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, 
I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, but the greatest of these is love. When Jesus is talking to the disciples and he talks about the command to love, in that context, he, he tells them, ask the Father and he'll give you what you ask, right? I'm glad that's there because I read 1 Corinthians 13 and it undoes me. It's a lot easier to make a sermon than it is to live a life of love. And it gets me on my knees saying, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me. And help me love better. And the great thing is that God loves us so much. He, he loved us and delighted in us long before we got, we got free from our unloving ways so that we could get free from our unloving ways. Amen? <clears throat> and I'd like to read, it's not on the screen, but I'd like to read to you Luke 6, 31 through 36. If you have your Bibles or your, your uh, Bible apps on your phones, you can turn there. says this, And as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. If you love those who love you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to get back the same amount. But love your enemies and do good and lend expecting nothing in return and your reward will be great and you will be sons of the Most High. For He is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Be merciful, even as your Father is merciful. Let's get real here. Holidays can be tough. True? I was walking through an airport one time and there was a book there that said, people can't drive you crazy if you don't give them the keys. And the thought that entered my mind is, I'm pretty sure there's some people in my life that know how to hotwire. <laughs> that wasn't a biblical thought probably in the moment. <laughs> but let's get, let's get real. What can be hard about the holidays is figuring out how do we love. Love isn't just giving people what they want all the time, right? You don't just give toys to folks playing in the freeway, right? It's caring more about people than what, they, than what we care about, what they think about us. But there's some tough stuff on your hearts, I, I bet, right? 
We got some folks for Christmas, man, it's easy to love them. It's not going to be that hard. But there's some relatives that get around. There's some people that get around, and it's tough. And they know just the button to push to, to send you off. Am I right? And that's why we need Jesus. Say, Lord, Lord, help me. Help me be loving. Help me be wise. Help me say the right thing and not say the wrong thing. I have a quote for you. Service will be futile and burdensome unless it springs from an overflowing heart. Overflowing not with good intentions and condescending self-righteousness, but overflowing with the love of God. This you do not have of yourself, nor can you give, however much you might desire to do so. You will possess this love only as you wait upon me. The writer here is writing as if he was Jesus. So only as we wait upon Jesus. And take time to absorb it from me, from Jesus. Like a quiet flower takes its life from the warm rays of the sun. You guys do remember the sun, right? Your heart will be cold otherwise for your ready ardor and natural sympathy and common kindness will soon be cooled by the chill winds of ingratitude and others' unloving reaction. Do you think that the love of Jesus was always well received? Would he not have brought his ministry to an abrupt end on many occasions if he had needed the appreciation of people to motivate his loving service? It's from Francis Roberts life-changing Christian classics, uh, and the book was Come Away, My Beloved.